0: another episode of Getting Off the Hamster Wheel, how to find a career that brings you joy, fulfillment, and success. My name is Karen Weeks, and today we have Alina Dorian joining us to share her story about how she went from accounting, to special projects, to financial planning and analysis, to strategic partnerships, to business operations, and various forms of coaching along the way. So let's jump in and hear Alina's story. Hi everyone I'm so excited to have Alina on this show with us today um, I've known Alina for a few years now actually probably five six seven eight if we start adding it up um, so so excited to have her share her journey with you so welcome Alina if you could just kind of share the headline of your your story in your life and then we'll kind of go from there
1: hi good morning Karen thanks for, for having me it's amazing it really it has been eight years and amazing what what life is you know, the twists and turns that eight years can bring in life. Really, truly incredible. Um, so I started my career in, in accounting, um, in you know, corporate finance, um, a number of roles in, the, in that CFO suite, um, a number of twists and turns in my career journey that I'm happy to share. Um, and today I work in business operations. Um, so very much a non-finance role um, in a large uh, conglomerate media entertainment company.
0: Uh, with some, some coaching um, along the way. Bit of a shift, which I'm so excited to talk about both industry wise, but also role wise as well. Um, and so I always am fascinated, you know, asking 18, 19, 20 year olds to decide what they want to do for the rest of their life while in college or in a trade schools is fascinating to me. But so why accounting? Why did you start there? Well, it's, it's funny. Um,
1: my, I'm an immigrant. Uh, my family immigrated from the Ukraine um, uh, when I was 11 years old. And there I was a musician. I composed. I mm. was a pianist. That I knew from a very young age, that is what I wanted to be. I wanted to compose and perform pieces um, wow. and teach piano. That was everything. Um, and some sketching. Um, that is what I wanted to do. So when we came to America, the mentality needed to shift Really turned to survival. It was an immigrant mentality, mm. um, and the mentality as we, we came along is, you know, the parents, the immigrant parents that that come to America, the children are their their hope, mm. right? Um, and then, so I, uh, the, when I was looking at careers and exploring what career path to go to, really it was about a an economy proof, solid, dependable career. Mm. Um, that was the focus. It was not what is my passion? Who am I? Um, I, once we came to America, I saw that as a luxury that I,
0: at the time just couldn't, couldn't afford. Wow. That's amazing. Um, first of all, I did not know that about you, that you are a musician. So see, you learn so much about people by continuing the conversation. So I think that's really interesting. And I I love hearing people's stories because it is who we are from children to young adults throughout our lives. It's all coming from somewhere. And when we make the pivots, even the pivots are driven by different things happening in our life at different times. So you found yourself in accounting, you were doing the right thing, the responsible thing. What gave you the courage to say, you know, that's not actually the thing I'm really excited about day to day. (laughs) Well, and I've been, I've been very, very fortunate in, in the,
1: the companies that I've worked for and the peers and the bosses that I, that I've had. I mean, really by and large, I've been very, very fortunate and I've learned so much from them. Um, I learned very, very early on in my career um, in a big four company that I was, you know, this duck was not like the other ducks, (laughs) (laughs) that I was made of slightly different fabric. My wiring was a little bit different and I was not quite made like, you know, the rest of my wonderful teammates, my bosses, I I had, there was something a little bit different. Um, And and I noted that early, early on, Um, you know, I I think with time um, where i really it, it really came to it, it was sort of a a combination of me seeking and an organic process of gravitating toward projects that were um, more aligned with who who I am and so my peers and my bosses recognized early on certain um, interests and, and and abilities that I had that were complementary and and so there was work. That they would ask me to get into that was very different mm. from the standard job description. I think that is how most of my career has gone. Is there's the job description, and then here's the rest of what <laughs> will you know of what you'll be doing. And I thrive in that environment. I love yeah. it. Um, and so uh, early on, I was asked to do certain things, like um, you know, some light negotiation that turned to heavier, more recurring negotiation. Mm. You know, to um, counseling peers. To like managers asking me to step in and help them have uncomfortable conversations with their employees, mm-hmm. you know, about their career path, about um, how they work and their work style. You know, uncomfortable confrontations is one of the things that they would ask me to do. Um, business writing is also something mm. um, that I enjoy writing. And so my, my boss would ask me to, to you know, sort of be his g- ghostwriter. Mm. Um, that's something else that was started. Um, you know, or a, a company that was acquired, and I was asked to interview the the team, like the finance team members that were acquired, and sort of assess assess their abilities, mm-hmm. um, and assess um, sort of give my um, my opinion on what you know whether this is some those are those are team members that would make sense to incorporate um, yeah. in, into the bigger team and where, um, and so I was trusted with more and more. Mm-hmm. as time went by so it was it was you know organic but then it was also seeking yeah. you know it, it with time it became sort of me having those quieter conversations not quite as drastic as later on in my career as i think i gained um, more confidence mm-hmm. um, it was those quieter conversations of you know if 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 my boss would say that went really well thank you so much i'd say you know i love doing this so yes. keep it coming please i love it And they would say, really? That's great. Because I don't. Thank you so much. And they would give me more and more and more. And I loved it. And they loved it. So it worked. And and so it it evolved. It evolved to, you know, getting sort of to be a person who gets the the special projects, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of like a recurring
0: uh, process role. So it was an evolution. Absolutely. Well, and I think you bring up a really great point because I always try to encourage people that I'm talking to that development is a partnership. Yes, your manager or your mentor or whoever you sort of trust in the organization is there to help guide you, but you also have to speak up for yourself because they can't read your mind. They don't know that you like coaching people when you're an accountant. Absolutely. And so how did you find, how did you seek out those projects or those people that could be your champions um, who could then you know help with that partnership? I, some of it was conversation with folks. So
1: I would ask to grab a coffee with, with folks in, in different groups to find out about what they do, purely, you know, informational and just thankful for their time, um, mm-hmm. just to learn. So a very open mind, not expecting anything um, in particular, just, um, you know, folks that I, you know, respected and wanted to understand, how did you get to be here and what drove mm-hmm. you? And, um, you know, think about how my natural, you know, tendencies, proclivities, um, how they're aligned and who I am. And I so I think, earlier in my career was understanding where, where do I belong? Mm-hmm. What is better suited? I know it's not quite this, maybe it's closer to that. And so those explorative conversations um, are really important. Um, I think with, you know, with your direct boss, um, it's important to perform well in the current role <laughs> um, to then have any sort of stretch conversations. Mm-hmm. I think for someone who is young and you know sort of starting in their career, um, I would, I would definitely uh, include that. <laughs>
0: It's a great
1: point that is sometimes forgotten, is yes. <laughs> Before you ask for more, you need to handle what is, you know, what you're being relied on yes. and, and do it well. Um, and then have those, you know, those broader conversations. But um, I, I think part of it is, is you know, is opportunity too. Um, you know, the, the biggest pivot. So I think to t- take a step back, started in accounting, mm-hmm. right? And then evolutions of public accounting at special projects. Mm-hmm then uh, and we were both at a company yeah. <laughs> that filed for for an ipo yeah. um an initial public offering and we we did file the offering and the information was public on the sec's mm-hmm. uh website and then there was a right a last minute decision to pull to pull that back and mm-hmm. not go through with the the ipo when that exit strategy um you know when it was decided that the IPO wasn't going to happen, but but the work was completed, mm-hmm. right? And it was a long, hard journey yes. across the company, across functions, right? Um, we all kind of pulled together and worked very, very hard to make it happen. And once it did, um, at that time, I, I felt inside of me like this was the time that I really wanted to to make that switch, mm-hmm. and that coincided beautifully with the, our executives rolling out a program for high um, high achievers who were director. Level um, and higher, right? Senior, uh, senior leadership um, to to look at other positions in the company, yeah. um, and so I really was feeling like that that burnout, um, but also like that was the right that was the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I had done at that time was one, voice that that is what I was interested in, <laughs> but two, what I also did was uh, a bit of a roadshow, a personal mm. Alina roadshow where I met with you know, head of marketing, head of product, you know, yeah, heads of functions who knew me. And, you know, we already had that relationship. Sometimes it was a stronger, tighter relationship, um, sometimes less so. And I would, you know, I, I told them, each of them in, in the one-on-ones, you know me as mm-hmm. this function. I want you to know that I also have these, this experience and these interests and, and I would love to do this type of work. Uh, and so I would love to keep you, I would love for you to keep me in mind. Um, And they would say, I didn't know that. I'm really glad you shared. I will keep that in mind. (laughs) And so out of that came an opportunity um, where out of controllership, I did strategic partnerships, Mm -hmm. right? Which is like the business development work. It completely different, entirely different, right? It's a sales function. So I went from controllership to a sales function. um, And you know, it was it was the executive leadership, it was my incredible supporting boss. Um, who believed in me and supported me all the way through? It was it was an amazing, com- a very special company that we worked in, yeah. um, and and it was the timing. It was stars aligning, yes, and it was me being very very clear on this being the time for me to make that more drastic change,
0: mm-hmm. um, and that's what sort of started that more drastic yeah. pivot. Well, and I think you know what you mentioned about sort of reintroducing yourself is huge because yes. I think it's so easy, but just human nature of, I know you as this, and now I need to get to know you as that. And I think that it continues to support the idea of there is ownership of this in your world as well, is that you need to be able to take the step to put yourself out there to say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do next. I don't know if you can help me. It's like what you're saying about the coffees. I don't know if you can help me, but I just wanted to pick your brain or you lead this function. There are other ways I can be partnering with you. Let me better explain that. Um, So I think just having, being willing to say those things out loud is a huge first step that a lot of people don't have the courage or even the confidence or even just know that they have to period.
1: Absolutely, I think you know. If, if they don't know you exist, it will definitely not happen. Yes. <laughs> if they don't know, if they don't know that you want it, you know, if you don't put it out there somewhere in in the ether, it will definitely, certainly not happen. Yes, you know, if you do put it in the ether, now your chances are much higher. Yeah, you know, because that's much greater than you know, no one knowing and suffering in silence and having yeah. <laughs> those thoughts. You know, I, I think part of it is also, you know, part of it is knowing yourself, getting to know yourself better, mm-hmm. and um, focusing in on. The strengths, what you have to offer, um, you know, in, in that particular position in that company, where the needs are and where you can plug in. And that really mm-hmm. depends on the organization and what's happening, you know, whether it's the economy, the industry, um, and where you can really be helpful if it is in a different light, you know. And so for me, um, you know, going to grad school is often an option, right? Mm-hmm. That it's that, often one, one way to transition into a different career. Um, and, and that option wasn't available to me at the time, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a number of reasons. Like I had very young children. Um, I was in a point of my career when, when, when most folks tend to be more risk averse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, one of the consultants I had spoken to who, who does kind of your recruiting and executive consulting said, you know, this is entirely counterintuitive. This is the time when most people hunker down and, mm-hmm. and stay steady Eddie, like very stable. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is what worked for me. Yeah. You know, it was, I think no, understanding yourself, following your gut, reaching out to people, making sure that they know you you exist and what you what you want. Um, also I think it's very, very important to while having a plan and having goals, it's very important to remain agile and nimble mm-hmm. and leave room for that journey and leave room for multiple paths. You know, because I really believe in, in an organic way of life evolving and, yes. and it being a combination of us, you know, pushing that being that force in part, but also opening the door yeah. for the outside opportunities and recognizing when they're coming in, yes. recognizing them to be opportunities and not just, you know, nixing them. Like, no, no, this isn't what I was looking yeah. for. No, I hadn't considered this before maybe this is something interesting and pausing and and thinking about it, keeping an open
0: mind. Well, I think especially when you're moving into roles, like you've moved into strategic partnership and then biz ops. And I mean, something like operations is such a broad category and depending on the organization, it can mean a bazillion different things. (laughs) Um, And so being open to saying, yeah, let's try to figure this out. Or if an organization is building out that role for a first time, I think that's the other reason why, you know, saying out loud that, these are things I'm interested in. Even if that role doesn't exist today, it doesn't mean the role isn't needed or companies are thinking about it. So let me help you realize I should be that person you're thinking about as you build out that role. Absolutely. And and to your point, um, you know, after the strategic
1: partnerships role, uh, what I had done after that was there were a, a couple different organizations where roles were created for me, custom to, to what I do and what I've done and what I can do. Um, folks who had, known of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it really started with, you know, the, the, one of the companies, it was a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. a cup of coffee with a wonderful executive. Um, and it, I was not expecting anything other than to just pick his brain and share with him what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, well, what, what can I do to help? And then I, I believe, believe I said something like, well, what's happening in your backyard? Let's talk mm-hmm. about that and he started sharing the different challenges, and I just started thinking out loud, well, have you, know, have you tried this? And mm-hmm. sort of coming up with solutions of how to address that, you know, well, you know, if I, maybe I would approach it like this, you know, yeah. I would, maybe in this order, and then I would do this, maybe that would be an approach. He said, well, let me tell you about another problem, mm-hmm. and then let's have another coffee, and then from <laughs> that series of coffees came uh, a position mm-hmm. that was tailored to, to what I do, and part of that was, operations mm-hmm. for the finance organization, but also operations um, across building relationships across mm-hmm. from finance with the rest of the company, because mm-hmm. that is something that was that really needed improvement. And that's where I was relied on to, to create those, those connections um, and to get folks on the same page yeah. um, so they can work better together to understand each other and, you know, really make it, make it clear how um, how it's all connected and, and how we need to work together how there really is a common goal, even though we're in different functions Mm -hmm. and, you know, we went to school for different things, (laughs) our expertise is in different areas, but here we are and we're, and we're united and we're connected and this is how,
0: yeah. Well, and I think the thing that you have always, because I have known you for a while and seen you work with different teams, but also hearing you talk about your career and how you've thought about things, relationships and communication has always been so important to you um, and better explaining how different teams work together. And that's such a huge part of uh, most operational functions, no matter how they sit within the organization. So I think that those relationship building and that what has now led to coaching, like so much of that is, was naturally in you. And it was just giving you that channel to have that be part of your role.
1: Yeah, I, I think that was so, that was so important. It was, you know, it was innate, it was very organic. So when I was, you know, for example, in a controllership role and my charge was, um, you know, find efficiencies, decrease how long a monthly um, financial statement close cycle takes. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, from, from, 14 days down to like seven, um, but we were not able to, you know, invest in new systems. We're not able to necessarily get more, more folks in, right. More staffing. So mm-hmm. what do we do? Right. So we motivate a team. We go ahead, go ahead and speak to the other functions, so, You know, speak mm-hmm. to engineering, to product, you know, human resources, to marketing, to every part of the company. And my preference to your point was, you know, it's always to, to me, if there's an opportunity to meet human to human, <laughs> um, you know, now it's video over mm-hmm. purely audio. Um, but <laughs> pre uh, in, in the normal, normal office environment, <laughs> it was to, you know, if possible to walk over and meet mm-hmm. in person, that was always my, my preference to sit down and really um, uh, find that common language and, and really unite, right, yeah. really coalesce. We're a team. This is how we're connected. yeah, this is how you play a very important role. This is how it all comes together. yeah, um, and you know when, when filing for for the for the initial public offering, that was instrumental. It was key to get all the functions aligned, you know, um like an orchestra um yeah. playing the same tune at the same time in harmony. Yeah, um, you can't do it with it without any part of the orchestra just you know playing to a different tune. You need to all play together um you know whatever personalities wh- whatever functions we we're all here yeah. together
0: as a team that's, that's really important i love how you tied it back to your music and your <laughs> original life <laughs> it really it um, really yeah. does come together it, it really does uh and i agree i think you know no one in an organization can do what they need to do by themselves And whether that's the culture or just the fact of how businesses are run, you can't do it by yourself. And so to have the skill and the ability to bring folks together um, and have that be your natural go-to is so valuable to any organization, no matter the role you're in, but especially when you found a role that really supports that.
1: It's it's important, you know, finding finding solutions to business problems, mm-hmm. you know, business problems, whether they're problems that uh, manifest themselves on you know on the financials or or you know quarterly business uh, review results or in team dynamics and morale. I, I think it's you know it, it's it's really really important um, to have those lines of, of communication and you know buy-in mm-hmm. um, and making sure that you have the right folks you know at the table voicing, you know, their concerns when making decisions for the business that are cross-functional, you know. Yeah. Cross-functional has been my middle name for yes. most
0: of my <laughs> career. Well, it's amazing that there I think so often people also don't know that roles exist. And so, you know, your current role is huge in scope, but the fact that those roles do exist. And so whether if you're just starting out in your journey you know, doing some research about, you know, just go on random job boards, even if you're not ready for that job, just look to see if those jobs exist or find absolutely. people like yourself to talk to you to learn about what kind of roles are out there. Because I didn't know that role could exist.
1: Ab- absolutely. I, and it's funny the way, um, you know, along the way, like a coaching role that I mm-hmm. th- that I had where it was part, you know, um, you know Alina, help me put out these fires, you know, and <laughs> help me solve these business problems. And then behind the scenes, there are relationships that need to be fixed. There are teams mm-hmm. and, and, and executives that need to be coached along the way. So behind the scenes, off job description, you know, <laughs> can you, will you join me? Yeah. And, and will you do this? Yes, I will. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, this, the, 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 the the present job that, that I have and I'm immensely grateful for, the way that came about was a coffee, a up, mm. a, a breakfast, morning coffee with an old colleague um, that I have just deep respect for mm-hmm. and catching up, yeah. just catching up. How are you? How's it going? Yeah. And we were talking about, um, I, I got fired up. I got fired up talking about <laughs> what I've been doing and what I've loved and how passionate I was. And in that, in that coffee, the, my friend said, Oh my goodness, I think you would be perfect for this role. I wonder if they're done. I, I wonder if they filled that role. Yeah. Let, me, let me find out. And while we're having coffee, he texts a contact. Is this still, no, it's still open. It's still open. This is you. This is you, Alina. This is so you. It has your name written all over it. That's how that came about.
0: Wow. Entirely unexpected. That's amazing. I love it. And yet again, it's putting yourself out there. Um, So what advice do you have for folks that are listening to this episode and saying, you know, I want to move into something, especially if it's something that is not sort of, you know, a nice little box, um, like engineering or accounting might be from a job description. What advice do you have for folks?
1: Um, I I think one, understand yourself. I mean, I I read so many personality and career books, Mm -hmm. you know, some helpful, some not, but I think it's, I immersed myself in, um, in, in reading like newsletters articles mm. books talking to friends understanding who I am and how that fits into the professional world mm-hmm. uh, because you know what was behind this pivot for me was to align organically who I am and how I am wired with what I do for yeah. a living I really find that very fulfilling and very important yeah so I would encourage one understand yourself better mm-hmm. understand who you are what your tendencies are mm-hmm. environments where you thrive and it and I would take the industry out of it. I would take, for a moment, company size out of it. I would take factors out of it and start with, kind of a vacuum of you. Who are yeah. you, and what makes you happy, and where do you thrive? Where do you work best? And then you can start zeroing in on, you know, on industries yeah. um, and on company size and how that fits into that, that matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would keep a very open mind of, um, you know, one understanding yourself, two understanding what. Career directions and paths exist mm-hmm. that would match that. And again, I would caution against getting too specific and too prescriptive because then opportunities can be missed that way. So general directions. And then I would reach out to folks in in in, in those areas, right? Mm-hmm. In who work in, in those fields, whether it's in that industry or if it is in in that um, type of a job. It may not be that exact job but it might be close to it and they might know someone who can introduce you to something that's even closer mm-hmm. or introduce you to something that you didn't even know exists from yes. those conversations. So I, I think it's continuing to explore, letting people know that you exist and what, what it is that you're interested in. Um, you're know, putting yourself out there in the ether um, yeah. <laughs> is, is, is really important and keeping yeah. an open mind. So it's that constant, it's the balance between a plan and desires
0: and agility mm-hmm. I love what you said about focusing first on what's important to you and the work that you want to do and not worry about some of the other pieces like industry and that kind of stuff. I think the times that I personally have been tempted in the wrong way in my career is, oh, well, maybe I'll marry HR and entertainment. And I go to interview and something doesn't feel right. And it's because that environment is not the right HR environment for me. Nothing against them. Like they do good Mm -hmm. things, but it's just not where I thrive, but Every once in a while, I would get that tease. I'd get, you know, pulled in that direction. And if you're too focused on names of companies or industries, when you haven't gotten to that point of your reflection, it's so easy to get sucked into some sexy thing. Absolutely. It is so easy to get, you know, derailed. You don't even
1: realize that it is a derailment. Mm -hmm. And I think to that end, a a final piece of advice I would give is um, trust your gut. Listen Mm -hmm. to your gut. Get in touch with your gut if you're not. Yeah. Um, Because there's research, there's data, you know, and it's interesting, that's my approach in in, in business too, even in in finance. It's, you know, you make decisions that are data-driven, but you will not make the best decisions if they're purely data-driven. They also need to be a a feel, right? A feel that's not quantifiable. Yes. Um, And if you combine data and a feel based on what you know, based on conversations, very subjective, Mm -hmm. you know, totally opposite of, 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 you know, (laughs) data-driven, I feel like that leads to a better decision than using, you know, data purely. So follow your gut, listen to your gut. If your gut's telling you that on paper, this looks like a wonderful opportunity, but something feels wrong. Yeah. Listen,
0: that might be, everything was amazing, but that might be the best advice of this whole conversation. But um, thank you so much for, Uh, sharing your story sharing your advice I really think people can learn a lot from hearing your openness and how you thought about things Um, so I'm so glad that we were able to chat Uh, selfishly I'm so glad we reconnected it's so to your point you never know how things are gonna kind of come and go and so it's always exciting to reconnect with someone so thank you so much for sharing your ideas and your thoughts and hopefully it was really helpful for someone today thank you so much for for having me Karen it's wonderful to reconnect. Thank you again to Alina for sharing her story of how she got off the hamster wheel and found a career that fits her personality. I hope today's conversation helped inspire you. And if it did, please consider subscribing to this podcast, sharing it with others, and leaving a rating and review on the platform of your choice. Until next time, remember there is always a way to get off the hamster wheel.